Hello, and welcome to the Keen on Things podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Keen. Thank you for listening. Thank you for the birthday wishes. Uh, Sunday, September 27th. Just getting my um, groove back. Just getting my bearings back. It was a kind of a three-day weekend down in Orange County. And uh, turned 48. My God, that number as a 48-year-old isn't as crazy as maybe it was as a 15-year-old going, hey, where am I going to be in, you know, 23 years? Intimidating, but uh, no problem. Spent it with loved ones. It was fantastic. And uh, posted a picture of it. Subtle. Didn't want it on Facebook, but a couple people found out and gave me some love for it. Uh, Feel great, though. Feel great. Saw some friends and uh, saw some friends that look younger than 48 and some that look older. And we're all around that range, but... uh, it was a good time. So thank you uh, to all the people I spent that weekend with. Really fun. Went down Orange County. Just a ton of people. Bistro K, Santora's, Costello's, Andy's house, Monica's house. Some classic characters. Watched football, caught up, drank, talked way too much. My voice was shot yesterday. All of it. Did some comedy at Bistro K. And I was throated out. God, that's not a pretty term. But um, I really was. Um, from talking and then the show and... Uh, so yesterday it was just um, not really recovering from lack of sleep or alcohol or anything like that. Just uh, just tired, right? And plus I had some coffee like an idiot on uh, Sunday morning, birthday morning, just half a cup. But that was enough, man. That was enough to put me in a funk yesterday and not motivate. And I really had to push myself. Um, but I did it. I got through everything. So, God, I sound like a recovering alcoholic. Uh so much socializing. I didn't even see really any games, which is fine, I guess. Mostly talking, drinking, catching up with buddies. Eric Franco, Steve August, Amy King, John McKeon, Andy and Julie, Katya, Bagata, Kelly Rice, Monica Mazur, Sean and Lee Devlin. I mean, so fun. Could not be funner. Could not be funner. Could not be more fun. So I'm giving credits to people I spent the weekend with. Uh, they bought me cake, man. I had cake Saturday night and Sunday night. Like, how great is that? And we hit Andy Andy and Julie's uh, yesterday, and we saw a ton of people there, watched games, ate great food. Man, that 4-8. As that number gets higher, I pay attention less and less. No one wants to age out, right? No one wants to get older, of course. But it is a nice challenge to ideally keep yourself healthy so that when you do uh, come across people who find out your age, they're like, oh, wow, you look terrible. No, Uh, you look great. You're taking care of yourself. And that's what it's all worth it. You don't have to let these things be numbers. I mean, look at people live to 120. You know, people live to 110. Uh, don't get caught up in the mode that uh, you're going to die in your late 40s or 50s or whatever. Live beyond that. Uh, so it was good. It was good. And just good to get out of L.A., man. I'm telling you, the morale here is really low. And uh, it's, it's, it's already kind of low by the masses because it's such a town filled with aspiring people, people on their way to something else. So when you take that avenue away from them, then you've got such a big part of the population that can't make money, that can't work, whether they're entertainers, uh, mid-level, or whether they're in the service industry. And a lot of restaurants closing down, uh, you know, limiting their hours, uh, you laying people off and it's just gruesome here and not the place to be. And Orange County is a different kind of economy than LA. And it's for me, a nice respite 
is that the right word, to go down there and see some people that I know in kind of a familiar setting that I grew up in. And not, not, a, not a bad uh, fallback, you know, to have. And just good to reboot. And if they're going to take away comedy, then what are you going to do, right? So I'm still a little out of it, as you can see. No energy and nothing of interest. So that's uh, consistent through this podcast. I uh, was kind of dreading it, you know, as I do birthdays. A lot of us do. Um, not the number, but just the emotion, right? The emotion of a birthday. I don't know how you are. It brings me back to previous birthdays growing up and, uh, good ones, bad ones. I tend to lean toward the negative experiences. I don't know why, why are those safer? Are those safer? Is joy take risk or something? Come on, smile, enjoy it. But after my dad died in 2007, July, Weirdly, my September birthday, uh, which was obviously two months later, two and a half months later, that was one of the roughest birthdays and one of the roughest days of my life for some reason. Um, weirdly more so that maybe it's just everything comes to a head that day. I don't know. But uh, my mom and brother had had birthdays between then. They have January birthdays. I'm late January. And it was just a rough day. And I think it was the loss of my father. Um, and... Uh, and also a recent breakup, <laughs> Jesus, then too. So the 2007 and then 2020 are two rough breakup years. But strangely, I anticipated uh, that that the birthday this year would be rough again, you know, pandemic, and then obviously the breakup from earlier this year that took place um, a long time ago now. You know, it's been eight months or whatever, nine months. But uh, because I'll, I'll tell you why, because... Um, the last three birthdays I had spent with my last girlfriend and she was just so good about those things, you know, really made the effort and made me make the effort, made me want to make that effort for her. Um, last uh, birthday, she painted me a painting, which is uh, like the quote from Lonesome Dove, the an olive changes shape once it comes in contact with another olive. It's like on the side of the whole, um, the kind of Lonesome Dove ranch uh, from that miniseries and she made a whole painting of it for me and it was a great gift and uh, just amazing right so uh that's the level of of effort that went into birthdays and i made the same you know i, I did some some things too don't don't think of many less but what kind of funk you know was i going to be in that's what i was worried about what kind of fun you know and you can wait for things to hit you and you can wait for that negative emotion and fulfill that self-fulfilling negative prophecy <clears throat> prophecy or you go out in the world and you deal with it right be around people and you share with people who want to celebrate with you and that's and that's what it was that's why i was like i'm going down there to the point man i'm going down there to the point that when i'm surrounded by five ten people i don't have a choice but to be in a good mood and it just lifts you man it lifts you and it carries you through that and that's why, like, at funerals and wakes, you need all that love there. And just people watching you, people drinking with you, people maybe sitting back going, I'm going to keep an eye on them or her. Make sure if she loses it, we got her. We got her. Those ensuing weeks, we got her. We got them. Uh, and then, there's, and then those, those, those following months where people, you know, peel away and fall off, that's where we kind of really get vulnerable. That's what, I'm, <clears throat> that's what I maybe refer to from the 2007 birthday and stuff like that. Uh so sometimes you need to retreat into self, but sometimes you need to force joy upon yourself. It's almost like a, uh, you know, there can be momentum from the other friends. It's almost like the EKG, you know, 
clear. And you just charge someone with love and then you, you get them across the finish line. <clears throat> so, yeah. Anyway, um, it was, uh, so the birthday was Sunday. I was supposed to turn 40, 48, but because of the pandemic, it's, I'm 148. <laughs> it's a joke I used the other night. God, that's a good one. Dog years is what that's all about. Dog years. So, um, but a good time, a good time. So yeah, girlfriends are amazing like that, right? Um, they're amazing like that. So yeah, getting through Sunday was just the uh, a goal. Just get through it, right? Never cared for my birthday uh, as a kid and growing up. She came along, made it great. Now she's gone. My birthday would be dreaded. Why is that? Why is our birthday something that can cause us great pain? I don't know. I think what it is is the expectation that you're supposed to feel good and people are honoring that you exist when in reality you may not feel you've evolved or experienced life or been successful enough in the past year or over the course of your career, you know, or it brings you to childhood memories, good or bad, um, you know, to other birthdays where they were really impressionable. You know, they're landmarks for childhood, especially if you move around a lot, uh, which is what we did at that time. So, um, you know, you get a couple weird birthdays or neglected birthdays as a kid, which I did not have, definitely. I had great parents. Then the birthday can be a, a weird, tainted thing for the rest of your life. Um, but uh, I don't know. I think part of it is the business and, and so much shutting down and, and everybody's careers now changing, so many people that I know. So it's it's an emotional thing, right? Because there's no outlet. It's not like, oh, no, no, we'll be fine in a year or two years. We, we don't know when it's coming back. And if it is, and if so, how much of it is, we just know that it's never going to be the same like it was uh, up until February. Um, okay, we're about 10 minutes in here. Almost a third, we're a third of the way through. Okay, I got a great uh, story for when I one of my first birthdays that I remember. 1978 was my sixth birthday. And it was our first year in Southern California. We came, we were at the time, not Michigan yet, we were Oberlin, Ohio. And we came out right after the blizzard of 78. And my mom, in our first year in California, uh, September 78, our first time in Cali, uh, we'd eventually move back to Michigan and then SoCal in 84, a couple cross-country moves, just to keep things interesting, right? Why why settle it? You know, um, so I'm transitioning from five to six. It's a big year. Uh, I'm young for my class then because I was held back years later. um, I did seventh grade twice. Years later. So I come home from school. This is my sixth birthday party, 1978. We're new to the neighborhood. And there's a ton of kids back then. And I come home from school. And my mom had, I come from St. Catharines, right? I'm probably in the first grade in 78. Um, so I come home. And my mom's got all the neighborhood kid, kid, kids over. I don't know if there were any kids from my school yet. It would just be the Duncan brothers. Those were my only friends. And maybe, well, I don't think, I don't know if the Paritas were there yet. But, um, so, yeah, first grade, St. Catharines Laguna Beach, and, God, my birthday is so September 27th, so three, four weeks. I don't know if that's enough time to get friends whose parents would know each other. Back in that day, though, parents would definitely just send their kids out to a house party for birthday kids. Just, just get rid of the kids, have them go somewhere. They wouldn't need answers to any questions about where it was and, you know, needing to meet my family first. Anyway, I get home. My mom, who has four kids of her own at this point, oldest of special needs, still lives at home. She's fresh off a move from her entire uh, life and circle and family and support group in the Midwest. And I get home, man, at our new house. And she has games, food, 
candy, presents, all set up. This party is in full bloom by the time I get there. I was riding home on a bus from Laguna to Mission Viejo, which is at least a half hour, 45 minutes, maybe an hour with all those stops to drop off kids. By the time I get there, again, party going off. All the neighborhood kids, which is great. You, you feel like a rock star. They're all happy to see you. Uh, I walk in and like clockwork amidst all the chaos, my mom grabs me, grabs the cake, and takes me over to the side of the yard, kind of this little nook we had tucked away, where we grab a quick snapshot and document it, you know, for Instagram. Uh, then my mom put the cake down and has me join the activities. Just a blast of a birthday. Just, you know, all the pin the tail on the donkey stuff, you know, musical chairs. And I remember knowing then the effort that went into that, man. Like, that she'd coordinated something like that. I was so impressed and, and so touched, and I try to remember, remind her of that day uh, as much as I can. I'll, I'll probably text her after this. I don't think we talked about it. But uh, I just, I remember her giving me a piece of gum uh, before or after taking the picture as if I'd won something or done something right. It felt fulfilling for some reason. I think she was proud of herself for having put that together. I mean, you got to remember at the time, she was, so I'm six, she's probably 29. Uh, wait a minute. Jesus, was she? Yeah, she was not old. She wasn't even 30 years old yet. Um, and that picture still exists somewhere. I see it from time to time at the house. And I remember squinting from the Southern California September afternoon sun, that strawberry blonde hair, shaggy, you know, late 70s. Uh, just great memories, man. I don't have a ton of pictures in my life, but that one I think is still somewhere. I, I remember seeing it recently. And I always loved that part of our backyard. It was a fun birthday. And the effort made by that by my mom will always be valued. I think my dad was away on a business trip, man. So, you know, and, and the reason I bring this up is um, sometimes the birthdays are more important to the parents of the kids later in life even because they're honored that, you know, you're still alive, that hopefully you turned out okay. We are so hard on our parents. It's on every human because we don't see them as people until much later in life. If ever, man, we blame them for so much, especially this generation and the victimhood we use as currency now. We use it as currency. Oh, well, this happened to me. This happened to me. My parents did this. Oh, really? How about go back a couple generations? Oh, you knew your parents? Oh, because mine were, you know, overseas fighting. Or mine were, you know, dying of a disease. Or mine were alcoholics and tough to deal with. Uh, so they just ran away and they were gone. But... Um, you know, our parents were victims of victims, and most of them just try to do their best, right? So uh, it's important. It's important to validate them now as we get older. I try to as much as possible. You know that before they leave this mortal coil, or we do, we let them know, we acknowledge and appreciate them and their efforts. Um, some parents don't give a shit. They're like, oh, you like my work? Yeah, that's great. I already know. You know, that's what you're supposed to do. I really don't care. Uh, but some parents need to hear it. And don't hear it enough. And so I try to remind my uh, my mom of that. But uh, very special birthday memories. Okay, this is, I mean, I don't know. If, I, I feel like Stuart Smalley here from SNL. You're good enough. You're smart enough. And gosh darn, gosh darn it, people like you. Okay, um, birthdays, uh, because it helps your mind as we get older. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, as we get older... Birthdays can mean different things to different people. When we're little, ideally, they're fantastic. As we get older, they can become different things. Uh, I like it to be an excuse to get together with friends. I always just make it about like that. Uh, it takes your mind off aging. Uh, let's them share in the joy of you, and lets you share in the joy of them when it's their birthday. It just takes the pressure off. 
Uh, we were supposed to do something this weekend where Katya and myself, because it's her birthday too. Um, some of us were going to get a house on the beach, like three or four of us, or some hotel rooms for a couple nights and just enjoy the time together. But that got rearranged a little bit. Uh, so yeah, I just did the whole simple drinking with uh, Tomo Dachis. Um, okay, where are we here? Wow, that, is that a long story? Was that even, the story even worth it? six-minute story even worth it um i think we're gonna come way up come up way short too today uh yeah so back to 2007 my dad had died in july of 2007 and uh, for some reason my birthday was really it was just a weird difficult day to get through i think because that was the biggest thing to happen to me since his death at that point um but uh those are hard days you know and you don't think you're going to come out of you're just like, how is this day going to end? Like, I don't see myself ever getting over this. And you think it's just going to feel like that every day for the rest of your life. It's kind of like when I'm coming off coffee. Um, some days now with the pandemic, you know, it's hot. We're hitting a heat wave this week in Southern California. And you're like, oh, this is so bad. You know, if you're going through breakup, financial strife, uh, just, you know, like these days will end. They will end at some point. You will get a different mood going at some point. Uh, well, the financial strife, that's going to stick around. But your body chemistry changes. It adjusts. Survival takes over. And you're like, I'm in a good mood. I woke up in a good mood, you know, for whatever reason. Perspective kicks in, right? It levels off. Older cultures know this. And elders in, like, little communities know this. And bigger communities. But, you know, your tribal communities, whether it was native cultures or back to Europe or, or little... Or even East Coast now, like older culture, if you're raised around your grandparents or an uncle and an aunt and great uncle, because it takes a village to raise someone. And it's like in Dances with Wolves. One of the chiefs tells the widow, okay, you're done mourning your deceased husband. You'll go forward now. Do you remember that part? Anyone? Call in. Call in. Um, kind of rough, kind of primitive, but there's definitely love and wisdom behind that. And that's huge, right? It's like, okay, you know. Now's the time to move on. You'll sulk a little bit more, you know. So, all right. Uh, I've been working um, the hill behind my property here. My 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 neighbor, my landlord, been letting me uh, do that for pay and work off some rent through the pandemic. And uh, man, forty eight manual labor is crazy. I did some this morning. I did some Friday, and uh, I, I the sweat that comes out. I'm like, I can run on a treadmill for an hour and not sweat this much. But I'm coming upstairs, I'm carrying bags, heavy bags of trash, I'm carrying down wood and brush. We have to clean this, clear this hill because it's uh, flammable and there's a uh, heat wave this week. So uh, anything flammable has got to go. Um, so yeah, it's it's tough, but God, the, the rewarding feeling, even though you're not getting that much money, is um, is pretty great. I just got a text from John Huck saying happy birthday. Yeah, thanks, pal. Thank you, man. You too. What a great guy. Great comedic actor and comedian and actor. All right. Um, what else we got? We got the uh, we got the Rams. Rams got screwed yesterday against the Bills. Great comeback. They were on the road all the way across the country. Uh, was that the second week in a row? I feel like it was. Um, and they had a great comeback. They weathered the storm of the Bills, who are not a bad team at all. They're undefeated. And they came back on the road and won that game, And except for a lame call. They have to put it in the loss column, but I was happy for them. Uh, they got screwed. Refs got over-involved, uh, but I was happy, and I think uh, if you're the Rams coach, you flew back just going, hey, 
I couldn't be prouder of this effort today. So let's stay on the positive. Um, way behind, they came back. Lions beat a good cards team. I think they were due. Lions, once in a while, they just win. You know, they were 0-2. They had some a tough streak. Uh, and that was crazy. Raiders kind of were exposed, which is fine, because they played a really good uh, Patriots team. So it's going to be a, a, a build for them. Uh, yeah. Patriots look great. They could go. They could go with Cam Newton. They could go to the Super Bowl. Packers look great. Bucks look great. We could have a um, Patriots Bucks. Oh, that'd be crazy. Belichick versus Brady. Seahawks look amazing. Uh, really good. Chiefs. Chiefs look great. They won Monday night. Ravens falling off a little bit, but I think they'll still be there in the end. And then the Steelers uh, as well. Steelers undefeated, but uh, the, their opponents haven't collectively even won one game yet, I don't think. I think it was 3-0-3 teams, but whatever. They're good, too. What a fascinating talk this is. Boy, if, if there aren't enough uh, NFL football podcasts, come to this one. Um, God, Chiefs-Ravens might be the AFC title game, guys. Something to think about. Something to think about. Um, all right, we got the debate tonight, which is just... Uh, kind of so depressing you know it's so depressing it's going to really bring out the ugly in america on social media on a whole new level uh it's it reminds me of the quote from rocky two where um dewey i think is is apollo's tony tony is apollo's manager and uh he says he don't know it's a damn show he thinks it's a damn fight and that really applies to this debate tonight uh, I think it's going to be Agent Orange making fun of someone in cognitive decline in front of the whole country and world to see, and it will be a new low for the United States, uh, and it's depressing. I can't imagine that I'll watch. I can't imagine that anything new will get said that we haven't seen. What What more do we need to watch? Is it just, I think and I hope and I feel that it's just enough people that are deciding on Trump or not, that they'll be like, okay, yeah, this guy's disgusting. He's repulsive. He's not a leader. He's not a good human being. This is repulsive. And this repugnant piece of shit is the face of our country. And it's disgusting, Republican or Democrat, right? So um, hopefully enough people realize that. If they haven't by now, I, I don't know. But um, I will take Biden's dead body over Trump. Um, or I will take any, if a Republican candidate somehow steps in between now and November, I will take them for the next two. I'll give them this year, 2004, and two, I'll give them the next three elections as long as it's not this guy. You want Romney or Crenshaw or some of these other guys. I think I've said that on every other podcast episode ever. Um, anyway, that debate's going to happen tonight. I, it's too, it'll be too uncomfortable. It'll be too, it'll be too awkward for me to watch. So won't do it. Um, but I think it's one of those things where it's like, oh, well, I can have another piece of cake. Yeah, another piece. As long as I take just a little piece, it won't be as much, but I'll take like seven little pieces. Uh, at the core of this election and debate, that's no longer about Republican because it's not conservative Democrat issues. It's, it's who's the better sensationalist. And Trump is a great sensationalist. Waves the flag the highest. Cries America the loudest. That's, that's what you're voting for. Be honest. You know, and he appeals to appeals to that. Um, Reagan did a little of that, but it wasn't his main thing back in 1980. It wasn't it? He had like policy 
I didn't always agree with it. Of course, I was eight, but um, but I at least respected and admired him in the office, as I have pretty much every Bush senior more so than Bush junior. Um, but uh, it, it really comes down to what lies, what lies beneath. No, what lies do you want to believe? It's all about what lies you want to believe, right? What lies are you fine with? Because they're both lying. All of them are lying. What are you comfortable turning a blind eye to? Justifying injustices, wrongdoing in our social circles worldwide, whether we justify our politicians, their stances, whatever. That's what it is. Are you, what lies are you fine with? And uh, I, I just, I'm in the state like so much of the country. Uh, anything but this guy. And then we reboot. Because... Biden's not going to be able to do much in the next four years. I mean, I don't think he's capable of anything, but so it'll just be like on autopilot. And then in four years we have a reboot. And again, I don't care. I don't care. Um, I don't know if the poor, I don't know how much the poor helped. That's the reason I usually vote Democrat because the poor at least have a shot. And I don't know if that's the case, uh, with the Democrat in office necessarily. Um, cause the concern goes to, Oh, tax the rich tax the rich tax the rich and it's like okay yeah can that be a side issue and let's worry about the poor like instead of you know hey look he threw trash pick trash up okay um where do you want to believe the taxes go there's plenty for the military but then let's make our let's make cuts you know for the veterans you know it's like enough for education probably not definitely not for teachers right not enough Um, There are plenty for the school administrators, but not for teachers. Plenty for the military, but not for veterans. So, and something I want to tell the teachers, man, is like, if they raise salaries for teachers, those positions are going to get more competitive. All of a sudden, Ivy League grads are going to start looking at those teaching positions, and you might not get that teaching position. So, you know, you got to look at these things both ways, right? At least I try to. And believe me, I'm the dumbest person talking about this subject. Um... I'm only going off what I know right now until told otherwise and until my position shifts. This is, this is what I know. Okay. Um, so it's all about what lies you choose to believe. That's what it comes down to. Both these candidates are lying. Uh, one is way worse. Uh, I feel that under Joe, there won't be a Twitter embarrassment every day of our country. Uh, someone with some form of compassion and sense. Some. At least the appearance of. Because this guy doesn't even care about the appearance of it. It's very depressing. Uh, if you let it get to you. So that's why I'm just not going to watch. I'll just I'll get mad and I'll say things. I'll get on social media and do something stupid myself. So uh, watch the baseball playoffs that thank God started today. Uh, but I can't take the awkwardness, man. Um, I think we've all seen enough to know how to vote at this point. Right? Who's getting swayed? But a lot of it is gross. And I think we can get it back. I talked to Dan Satchoff this week, my buddy. Um I think this country's in dire need of like a Sunday night program, 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. of just like old-fashioned, like Barbara Mantrell, like family hour, all ages, different music lacks, some comedy here and there, one-hour kind of variety show. I don't care what major network it's on. I don't care what the ratings are. Just have it as a fixed thing that Americans know. Okay, they got that 7 to 8 o'clock time slot. Uh, I don't know what time The Simpsons are on or what time, uh, you know, not Livingston or Keystone. What's the other word? I'm, the, the Kevin Costner show. I'm blanking on the name of that show. Um, 
but just something like, you know, where anybody from Chris Stapleton to Eddie Vedder to, you know, Bonnie Raitt, all, all these classics to Taylor Swift can come on, Casey Musgraves, and just do an hour to a song, a few different songs over the course of an hour, Willie Nelson, Bruce, with a uh, little slice of Americana, kind of like that down-home, it was a Gareth Keeler type thing. God, hopefully. Did he get me too? No. Um, something like that. I, I just think something to unite this country. We're so fragmented right now. Okay. Um, God, that was, what a what a rant. What absolute, uh, what an in, informationless, groundless rant. Uh, oh, and you want to talk about aliens real quick? Let's talk about, uh, I, I don't know. I, there's, it's a battle between, between being well-informed and being sane. How much do you want to know, right? Uh, you know, I'm dealing with, we're all dealing with something, and it's like, I, I, don't, have, I don't have room for aliens. If it's, if it's true, then I'll uh, adapt once that comes, but I don't know if Mike and mine, mine can take it. You know, do I really want to know what the FBI, CIA, and IRS are all doing? Okay. Um, okay, we lost Gail Sayers this week. That was brutal. Played by Lando Calarisian. Uh, James Kahn from Godfather played Piccolo. Jack Warden played George Papahalas. That was unbelievable. Uh, and that was fantastic. Um, okay, and now... Mercifully... This episode is coming to an end with... Patrick Keene's Tweets of the Week. Okay, here we go. Uh, on Monday, I tweeted... Uh, last Monday, Pandemic or Dem Panic? Am I far right, ladies? get it am i far right because usually say am i right ladies when you're on stage <laughs> am i right guys so pandemic or anagram mix up the words damn panic on tuesday i tweeted um boy this pandemic i miss chicks buying me drinks at bars you know what i mean <laughs> that never happened but it was a fun thing to post are you still allowed to say chicks on wednesday i tweeted um i'm more of a session comedian Get it? Like a session musician. That's what they do when they don't uh, go perform live. They just want to be in a studio doing stuff. That's me. I'd love to not have to do that. Zoom. We'll see. On Thursday, I tweeted, uh, cancel culture. More like can-sell culture. Am I right, Dale Carnegie? Wow, that's two am I rights in one week. That's a lot. Maybe too much. But cancel culture, can-sell, C-A-N, new word, S-E-L-L, can-sell. So that that's, I think, the worst tweet I've ever made. Uh, and then on Friday, I tweeted, uh, bitches just need to be themselves and shit. You know, bitches just need to be themselves and shit, because it's true, right? It's so true. Okay, we're at 30. Uh, yeah, rest in peace, Gail Sayers, man. In the Hall of Fame quicker than any other athlete. I think he only played five or six years. Just amazing. Uh, subscribe. Keen on Things podcast. Uh, Keen of comedy on all the social media. Thank you. Happy birthday to all of you. I love you. Thanks for even listening and giving this 30 minutes. Hopefully it's something. I know this was sloppy. Some of these episodes are bad. Love you.